over in Matthew chapter 24. Of course, this is the, the, the chapter, you know, you've heard me speak on this many times, but this is chapter where uh, the disciples come up to Jesus and want to know uh, when everything's going to come down. You know, when when's it all going to, gonna, you know, happen, so to speak. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing here, but some of these scriptures I want to highlight real quickly here this morning. Uh, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 24, verse 4. Uh, and Jesus answered and said, and said, take heed that no one deceives you. All right. So kind of keep that uh, uh, scripture in reference there. Take heed that nobody, no one deceives you. All right. Uh, it says, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many and will deceive many. All right. He says in verse 4, take heed that nobody deceives you. Don't let anybody deceive you. And he says, because many are going to come in my name, okay? Uh, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. All right? Will deceive many. Uh, and, and you can read through this. Uh, I mean, folks, we are living Matthew chapter 24. We are actually living Matthew chapter 24. In my opinion, we are living it. My understanding is looking glass, um, looking, gla looking glass is a plane that goes up anytime there's a threat of nuclear attack. It is a command plane that the government sends up that literally they call it, my understanding, they call it looking glass because looking glass is a mirror and it reflects what's going on at the Capitol. So you have, you have the leaders in the capital. You have these people that go up in this plane, okay, in case of nuclear attack. These folks are up in the plane, and it literally mirrors the, the goings-on and the, the command and everything down in, at the capital. So if something was to happen at the capital, they have looking glass, which is up in the air, plane, which is up in the air, that can immediately take over, okay, if something was to happen. It would just literally transfer from Capitol Building. Ben, you, you, have you heard about Looking Glass? It's kind of the same, but, you know. Uh, and so you have this, this plane up there, and it went, from my understanding, it was launched last night. It, or I say launched. It was sent up last night. Now, everybody has heard that, that you know, uh, Putin has threatened nuclear attack. I would suggest people pay attention to what this dude's saying. All right. I would suggest, I know everybody hears these things and it goes in one in ear and out the other because we all have this attitude. Nothing ever is going to happen. All right. It's all going to pass over and nothing ever is going to take place. I would suggest people listen to what this man is saying. Uh, he could very well be, I'm not saying that he is, but he could very well be uh, part of Ezekiel chapter 38, okay? Not saying he is as far as Gog and Magog. Could very well be, all right? Uh, I would suggest people pay very close attention to what, what is going on over there. Uh, you just had the pipeline blown up, right? Everybody heard about Nord, Nord 1, Nord 2, basically, these pipelines that go from Russia to Europe. They were blown up. They don't really know who, all right? I don't want to get too much into this because I don't want to keep you guys very long. But, uh, but there's a lot. Needless to say, there's a lot going on. I would pay, be very paying very close attention, especially since we're during the feast, this time of the Feast of the Lord. I'd be very paying very close attention to what goes on, all right? 
very close attention to what is going on. Uh, but it says over, and it says, You will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Now, I want to skip down. I don't want to get hung up on these verses here. I want to take you to verse 11. Verse 11, Jesus again says, Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. All right? So we have Jesus over in verse 4 saying, Do not be deceived. Verse 5, he's saying, Because many false prophets will come, or, or Antichrist, or uh, will come in my name, many people will come in my name, and will deceive many. And then in verse 11, he says, Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. So we have two times Jesus says, Don't be deceived in this one chapter, right? There's one chapter, Jesus is telling his disciples, he's told them once, he's told them twice. Don't be deceived, all right? And he says in verse 12, and because lawlessness will abound and the love of many will grow, will grow cold. Folks, we are in that time. We are in the time and the days that the Bible described. We're exactly in the days when the Bible says that in the times prior to the return of Jesus Christ that they're going to call evil good and good evil. We're in those days. I mean, you're seeing it before your very eyes. You're seeing men want to be called women and women want to be called men. You have doctors going before Congress. I want you to understand this. You have doctors going before Congress on behalf of abortion clinics declaring that men can have babies. Under oath, these people are saying that men, okay, it can't happen, but they're, they're not, they're, they're calling women men and men women. So if you call a woman a man, then the man can have a baby, right? The spirit of deception is so strong to where people are being deceived to believing that a woman is a man and a man is a woman. You have a whole generation that's growing up being deceived by the spirit of the Antichrist believing that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man. I'm sorry, it's not possible. If you don't like your gender, my heart goes out to you and I will pray for you and let's, let's, try, to, let's try to figure this thing out because obviously something's not, not clicking, all right? And, and, you know, but my heart goes out to those people because they're under a spirit of deception, right? It's not necessarily their fault. I'm not necessarily blaming them. Now, they have a choice that they have to make, and they're being led around by the nose by the enemy and being deceived that I, I'm, you know, I was born a girl, but now I'm a guy. Well, let's do a DNA test. Let's see, what, let's see what the science says. You cannot change your... My understanding, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, but you cannot can change, uh, can change your chromosomes. You cannot change, although they are trying and they are working on it, and it may come about to where they can change your DNA. Okay? I'm getting, I'm getting off track. I got to get back because I don't want to keep you very long. So we have two times Jesus said, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Now, if you go down, I, I want to throw this in just for free, just, just for fun. 
You go down to verse 15, it says, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, all right, standing in the holy place, just a couple of weeks ago, my understanding that this is something we've talked about many times before. There was one thing lacking, or one thing that they were basically waiting for, and I've told you guys this before. One thing that they were waiting on, they have everything ready. You have different different groups or organizations over in Israel that have procured everything that they need to rebuild the temple. Okay? Everybody understand that? They have every been you, you heard this, I'm sure. Okay, they have everything that they need to rebuild the temple. Everything's set up, everything's ready to go. All they're waiting for is something to happen and where they can go build the temple. The one thing that they did not have, I'm sure you've heard this, Ben. The one thing that they did not have was a red heifer. They do now. My understanding, they have five to nine red heifers that have been sent to Israel. All right, just in the past couple of weeks, they have been gone over with the fine tooth, tooth comb, to, ever, to my understanding, they have been confirmed by the priest and everybody that, yes, indeed, this is a perfect red heifer. All right? Now, everything is in place. Do not be surprised in the, sometime in the very near future if something does not happen and Israel starts to rebuild the temple. This was one thing they were waiting on that they did not have that they had to have before they could go in and concentrate or consecrate the items there in the temple. Okay? Now they have that. Now they have it. My understanding, five to nine, they sent over there and are there in Israel now. So, get ready for this verse 15 at some point. All right? That's not my message. I want to take you on over to verse 24, Matthew 24, 24. For false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, if possible, even the elect. Verse 25, see, I have told you beforehand. Now, three times in the same chapter, Jesus has told his disciples, his disciples said, look, what's going to happen before we, before, you know, all this, before you come back. Then he, he goes in and tells them exactly, but three different times in this same dialogue here, he tells them, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. I will tell you that the spirit of deception, once again, is so strong and is spreading rapidly that many people are being deceived by the enemy. I believe in my heart that this is a part of, I'm not telling, I'm not saying that you are deceived, so don't misunderstand. I'm saying be careful. If Jesus told his disciples here three times, do not be deceived, I would think he would want you to hear the same message, do not be deceived for what you're going to hear and for what you're going to see. Do not be deceived. He said, because if possible, even the elect could be or would be deceived. 
All right. Do not be deceived. Three different times he tells them in this same dialogue here. Don't be deceived. Now, having said that, real quickly, go over to Judges. I want to go to Judges chapter 2 real quickly. And then we're going to look real quickly. I'm not, like I said, I, don't get scared. We're going to look real quickly at, at Gideon. And we're not going to go through the whole story of Gideon. We're just going to look at the beginning of Gideon. All right? The reason I'm telling you this, there's a spirit of deception that's going out there, and it's so strong that many people that are not rooted and grounded in Christ are going to be deceived. They're going to be caught up, so to speak. They're going to be deceived. There, there are, there, it, there is so much. Is it, does any, has anybody heard of ES? I know you heard, have been. Has anybody heard of ESG? ESG. Nobody's heard of ESG. Get ready to hear about ESG. All right. ESG is, and this they're going to push this thing so quickly. It's going to make your head spin. ESG is a. Uh, you have the definition of ESG, environmental social governance, all right? Environmental social governance. And what this is doing, has anybody noticed, I don't have any money in the markets, and maybe you guys do, I don't have any, but I watch the markets, okay? The markets have took a major nosedive. The only thing really that's hold, that's staying afloat right now is the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar is is real high right now because no other currency out there, nobody has any faith in it. The British pound went way down this past week, and when the British pound took a big nosedive, that's when you've seen the Dow Jones also take a big nosedive. But the U.S. dollar has kind of remained high. This is a very complicated situation. So you've got you've got all these factors that factor in. You have inflation, you have other currencies, you have all these things that, that factor in. All right. I, I would say my opinion is get ready for another big dive this next week. Okay, I could be wrong. I'm not a financial guy. I wished I was. You know, wished I knew how the market really plays out. Maybe I wouldn't have to work for a living. But I would say get ready. But they're getting ready to push this ESG, economic social governance. And it's going to control your money and how you spend your money. Literally. Literally will control your money and how you spend it. Okay? Um, I, don't have, well, I don't have time to get into it. Uh, we'll come back to that in another day, another time. Okay? But just look that up for yourself. Look up ESG and look it up and read about it and get an understanding of what it is because it's about to go down. All right? It's about to go down. Now, back over to Judges real quickly to chapter 2. It says, And the angel of the Lord came up to Gilgal to Bochum and said, I led you from Egypt and brought you to the land which I swore to your fathers. And I said, I will never, uh, I will never break my covenant with you. 
and you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You should you shall tear down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. Okay, he goes on to ask, why have you done this? All right. God says that he would never make break his covenant that he made with the children of Israel. But a covenant works two ways, all right? And the people rejected God's covenant. And because of their rejection of God's covenant, all right, I want you to understand real quick here, because the people rejected God's covenant and God's commands, all right, God allowed judgment to come to Israel. Now, during these times, and we all have probably read the book of Judges, during these times that God allowed, uh, I guess it was the Amalekites and the Amorites and the Differentites and the Midianites to come in and basically uh, harass and, and uh, oppress the children of Israel, it was during these times that God would raise up judges. The people would cry out and God would raise up a judge to stand in and deliver the children of Israel. Ehud was a judge. Deborah was a judge. Samson was a judge. Gideon was a judge. Uh, Othaniel was a judge. There's different judges that you can read about here and different times during that, that period, different times, God would raise up a judge to deliver the children of Israel. All right? Now, I want to take you real quickly. It was, it was because... And the reason this happened is because the people rejected the word of God. They rejected God's covenant. They did not do what God said. And I don't have time to get into detail here, or I would. The people did not obey the voice of God. The people, God told them, I don't want you to make any treaties or any alignments with the inhabitants of the land there. And what they do? Well, they started making treaties and alignments and, and covenants with the people there. What happened? Well, the, one of the first things that happened, I want you to understand this, one of the first things that happened is they begin to reject the word of God or they be re begin to reject the law of God and begin to follow after the other gods. The Bible says here in the book of Judges that they begin to follow after the Bells and after the Asterisks, all right, the gods of that time. Now, I will tell you, you can believe me or not believe me, and that's up to you, but I will tell you that the gods of old are once again appearing or reappearing. The gods of old are once again reappearing. I don't have time to, to get into that anymore, but I'm telling you, and we can go over that some other time. But the gods of old are reappearing. Bible says, Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be prior to his return. As it was in Luke, in the in book of Luke, he says, as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be before my return. What was happening in the days of Lot? Remember the story of Lot? Remember when, when the angels went in to, to see Lot and the men of the city wanted to take the angels? Folks, we're, we're living in those days. We're, we're living in those days. But in chapter 6, real quickly here, and this is why I want to get to, and I'm not going to 
go into much depth. It says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight. In verse 1, chapter 6, verse 1. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because the Midianites and the children of Israel made for themselves the dens and the caves and the strongholds which are in the mountains. So it was whenever Israel had sown, the Midianites would come up. Also, the Amalekites and the people of the east would come up against them. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey. Now, folks, it seems like people are being just harassed at, at, at every turn. This is where we began. It seems like God's people have just come under attack after attack. Attack after, and not only God's people, but look at what's happening in our nation. If you will listen to the to the people, to our leaders, they will tell you. And I told you this several years ago because of the harvests that have come about, and the harvest this year that has taken place or has not taken place. There's going to be a shortage of food. This is not me telling you this. This is the people in government telling you that because of a lack of harvest that has taken place this year you will experience a shortage of products okay you're seeing this all over the world because of the effects of the weather the effects of the russia ukraine you're seeing places all over the world begin to experience and and what what's the term here uh they have a a, um a term for this and it's not scarcity but it's uh, what is the term that they have food uh, oh huh no it's it's some little term that they use it sounds kind of uh, not so bad but it really means there's you know there's, there's not going to be enough food okay and so we're seeing this attack after attack. You're seeing it uh, on God's people. You're seeing it in families. You're seeing it on a national level. You're seeing it. Am I not right? You're seeing the markets go down. Folks, interest rates have went from like 3%, 2.5%, 3% up to over 6% now. Expect them to go higher. I'm sorry, Mariah. I'm sorry, Marcy. Expect the interest rates to go higher. If you have credit cards, expect your interest rates to go higher. I'm sorry, but this is the days in which we are living. Expect inflation to go up. Okay? These things are going to get a little worse probably before they start getting better. But, Back to where we were at. <clears throat> it says they would uh, leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey, for they would come up with their livestock and their tents, coming in as numerous as locusts. Both they and their camels were without number, and they would enter the land to destroy it. Okay, so the Midianites, the Amalekites, these, all these people from the east would enter into the land of Israel here and come in and take and destroy everything Israel has. Now, I thank God that we're no longer living under the law of the Old Testament. Now, I do believe it is relevant in our life, but we are under grace now. We are under grace, but just because we are under grace and we're covered by the blood of Jesus does not mean that the enemy will not try and come in 
and take whatever he's allowed to take. Okay? And he is, knows that his time is short and he is raging. He is raging and trying to destroy and to deceive and to pull away as many people as he can. Now, having said that, this is where I want us to go. All right. Now the angel, now you can read the rest of this for yourself, but this is in verse 11. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree and was that, uh, which was in Oprah and which belonged to Joash, the Aborite uh, Ab, or Azarite. I can't pronounce that. While he was at, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press in order to hide it from the Midianites. Now we all know the story of Gideon, right? And I'm not going to go into depth on this, but my point in saying all this is I believe that, that oppression is, is going forth, that the enemy is going forth. He's oppressing as many people, attacking as many people. He's trying to pull as many people away, but but God, all right, but God has people that he's going to raise up, amen, and once again, we're no longer under the Old Testament law, we're under the New Testament grace, amen, but God wants you to recognize, because over in Hosea, God tells, uh, he's talking about the priest and, and the people, he says, but because of a lack of knowledge, my people are destroyed, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And he says, as the priest, so as the people. All right? If you read on through there. But you're gonna, what's going to happen is you're going to see probably a trickling all at, at, in the beginning, a trickling of people stand up and say enough is enough. They're going to kind of reject, if you will. I'm not against prosperity preaching. I want everybody to prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. But I don't know that God wants everybody to be a millionaire. Okay, I just don't know that God wants that. I believe God wants everybody to be blessed, but some people cannot handle a million dollars. Amen. Some people cannot handle uh, everything that they really want because if God was allow that uh, was to allow them to have everything that they really wanted, they would quit following after God and follow after their own lust and all, after their own desires. Everybody understand what I'm saying? So God can't really entrust a million dollars to just anybody. I'm sorry, that's just a fact. Some people can handle it. Some people can't. Amen? God will entrust that which he knows that you can handle unto you. If God knows that it's going to be too much for you, God's not going to entrust it with you. Amen? So I, this thing that... that you know, every, God wants everybody to be a millionaire. I'm not, I'm not down with that because I just don't think everybody can handle that. I believe God wants everybody to be blessed. But maybe not with a million dollars. Nothing wrong with a million dollars. If God blesses you with a million dollars, God bless you. Go have fun with it. You know, whatever. But what I'm saying is you're going to see people rise up and begin to say, you know, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And that you're going to see people start drawing a line in the sand and saying, I I've had enough. And you're going to see people begin to stand up and begin to fight back. And when I say fight back, this is how you're going to fight back. 
This is how you're going to fight back. You're going to fight back with the word of God. You're going to fight back by getting into prayer and, and pleading the blood of Jesus over, over your family, over your friends, over those that are in need, over the prayer requests that come in. See, there's going to come a time when we hear prayer requests, and now we just hear prayer requests, and they kind of go in one ear and out the other. Amen? That's just fact of life. I'm not here to judge. I do the same thing. Amen? But, that, but that, that's just how it is. They come in one ear, and we, we, we say, boy, I feel bad for that person. You know, and then we go on about our business. But the time's coming when God's going, you're going to hear about a request and God says, God says, you're, you're the one that's going to stand in defense for that person. You're the one that's going to, you're the one that's going to get down on your knees and intervene for that person. That person may not ever know that you're praying for them, but you're going to be, God says, you're going to be the one that will intervene. You're going to be the Gideon that will defend, will defend my people against the attack of the, Midian, of the Midianites. You're going to be the one that will stand in defense and say, you know what, uh, in, the, in, in the name of the Most High God, this is not going to happen any longer. Amen. You're going to be the one that will get down when you hear something come. And when you see an attack coming against the, the, the house of God or against one of God's children, that you're going to fall down and say, not so. Not so. I will stand in defense of my brother and my sister. Amen. Don't stand to judge him, but I'm going to stand in defense and I'm going to pray and I'm going to intervene on their behalf. I'm going to stand and push back against the enemy that is trying to, to come in and take everything. Come in and take everything. Take all the sustenance. Take all the, that he can take. Amen. That we're going to come in and say it, it, it's not going to happen anymore. That doesn't mean that, that the enemy is going to quit attacking. But it means that you're going to begin to walk by faith. You're going to begin to walk by faith. And you're going to begin to see victory. Gideon, in the end, took 300 men and defeated an army of, if I remember correctly off the top of my head, 30,000, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. See, it's not a numbers thing, so to speak. See, this church here, if we really got serious, you could begin, we could begin to turn the tide. But we've all got our own things going. And I understand that. I've got my, I'm so, you wouldn't believe how busy I am on, on, on things. But when God says, you know what? I'm calling you as a Gideon for your day, for your, for your, for your time. You're going you're gonna to hear the voice of God and you're going to stand up and, and say. Was it 135,000? Okay. So, I mean, but it's it, so once we finally get a hold of what God wants to do, there's going to be some major changes. Some major, major changes. Amen. I'm going to let you guys go this morning. But, you know, God wants you to understand. I believe in my heart that God wants you to understand th that there's going to be some things come. We read about it in Matthew chapter 24. He tells you, number one, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. All right? Don't be deceived by anything that you see or anything that you hear. And I believe God is calling his people to say, you know what, I want you to begin to push back against the enemy that's been pushing so hard against you. 
It's, it's the same God that brought the children out of Egypt. Amen? It's the same God that says, I'm going to give you the land that flows with milk and honey. It's the same God that, that is here this morning that says, I want to bless you. You might not get the million dollars, but I assure you, God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. But I'm hearing so many, so many requests coming in, dire requests coming in of people that they're just under attack. Just under attack. And I believe God is wanting to raise up people that will say, all right, God, if this is really you, then, then I'm going to do what you want me to do. I believe God wants us to begin to defend our faith, defend our church, defend one another. And you, folks, I, what I'm telling you, there's, when, when we answer the phone anymore and you hear the people on the other end and you can hear it in their voice, their, their despair. I don't know what I'm going to do. So-and-so has said this. The doctors have said this. But I want us to be able to stand and say, you know what? I'm going to stand with you. And we're going to believe. And we serve a great God. We serve a great God.